Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Finally, the week many of us have been waiting for here in Big Ten country, Illinois, Wisconsin, kicked off the season. Last night, we've got the Bears 5-1. I know many of you weren't expecting that. And now we get a primetime spot Monday night against the Rams. Welcome into Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. You've got 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. This hour, we'll hear from the Bear, Chris Felica, the Action Network, Simon Hunter, but we begin with Joe Murray. He's a host at 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. Check out the Over Under 98.5 podcast, uh, his own sports betting show with Dan Lifshatz. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joey Murr. Uh, Joe, how you doing, man, into this fairly young NFL uh, and college football season? I say young season, but it feels like the SEC's been playing for so long, and we're still waiting for the Pac-12 to get going. I think we're on week eight. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, so we got Big Ten opening up. Matt, the the Mountain West is starting to get into the mix a little bit here. So, dude, and it's funny. I looked this week. I, I, my wife's Hawaiian, so I'm always in on the Hawaii football games. Like always, I have zero intel this year. I'm trying to call people from the island. What's happening down there this <laughs> year? All I know is their backup quarterback from a year ago was uh, the starter and very good. So I'm just waiting for more. <laughs> I'm wait, waiting for more intel, and I need. I need more from the Boise State guy, you know, Boise State, Utah State. Here in Boston, those are like the real late degenerate bets. Everywhere, uh, Joe. It's not just there in Boston. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. It's like, it's weird this year. It's kind of annoyed me. Like, hey, we shouldn't be mad. We get what we get in 2020. But the primetime game ends on ABC or ESPN, wherever it is. And it's like, there's this whole, like, wait, no more football? I'm not watching SNL. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I'm like, give, give me UNLV, right? Give, give, yeah. give me all the terrible teams. I'll take the bad. You know, Wyoming, I hear, is going to be good this year. So give me all those teams. Uh, we need it. But, yeah, I, I'm ready for a new week, man. And uh, I got to tell you, last week, just in general, there was some, some tough beats. And I have, like, this list of teams that you can't bet on. Mm-hmm. And at the top of my list right now is UCF. Uh, picked them last week, Moneyline. I knew it was going to happen. I knew the Memphis. I just knew it. Lost the field goal, and that one still still hurts me today. By the way, we've got some uh, – you're in the Eastern time zone, obviously. Like San Diego State, San Jose State, 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central time starts. It's fun. It's back, man. It's going to yep. be good. And that, that Air Force running game, whoo. Watch out for them this week. Uh, I haven't, haven't truly looked into that one yet, but I know they can certainly run the football. Joe, we'll get to your top college football plays coming up in a bit. We'll go back and forth uh, with the NFL, but let's start with the Bears. A little birdie told me uh, that you've got some intel going on, so- something you're hearing about the Bears and the Patriots. 
Yes. Um, so, 98 Fathom Sports Hub is the, uh, the flagship of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk this week about possibly moving on from a certain player. Uh, that player is Stefan Gilmore, uh, all-pro defensive back. Uh, the Patriots had to give him $5 million extra million this year to make him happy. Um, obviously, he deserves the money. He's one of the top corners. Patriots starting to look ahead here. They're two and three. Um, Cam Newton hasn't played well. Schedule doesn't get any easier, and right now Buffalo is ahead. And would it make sense with all the Patriots' depth in their secondary to try to get ahead of it and move on from Stephon Gilmore now? And one of the teams that may be interested is the Chicago Bears. Um, now, I don't know if the Bears want to give up, you know, a first-round pick, but that's what's going to cost, maybe more, first and a third. This, is, this is, again, not not my take, uh, not my, uh, this is what we've heard on 98.5 The Sports Hub, uh, that the Bears may have interest in trading for Stephon Gilmore if the Patriots make him available and possibly lose this weekend before the trade deadline. All right. Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts. Now, you said you had something, but I didn't know it was Gilmore. Uh, I, I'm partly in shock, even though it is Ryan Pace, and he makes it a habit out of trading away every future asset that he has, namely draft picks. He's done it before, and we just got rid of all the ones from the Khalil Mack trade. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it would be great to have Gilmore. Uh, my first reaction is Bears are one of the best teams in the NFL against the pass. The tandem of Kyle Fuller and rookie Jalen Johnson has been terrific this year. So mm-hmm. now you add him. They're paying a lot of money in that secondary. They just locked up Eddie Jackson for a long period of time. Now you're going to put more into that defense. I mean, they're already a top five defense. I don't know if they're going to finish there because what they're doing in the red zone and on third down is just absolutely ridiculous, probably not sustainable the rest of the year. When you heard that rumor, what did you think about Gilmore Uh, to the Bears? So immediately I'm like, no, but is this like a smokescreen for someone else in that division? Um, you know, somebody else in that NFC conference. Packers. Um, Packers are one of them. I also heard Tampa Bay. Um, listen, I don't know if the Patriots and Tampa Bay are going to make any more trades. They did make a Gronk trade earlier. But I wonder if there's something in there. Tampa Bay would need, a, would need another corner there. Um, but, yeah, this was leaked this week, and it's been all, all talk this week. Oh, Stephon Gilmore could be moved. It makes sense on the Patriots side of things. Like, J.C. Jackson's up and coming. They have Jason McCourty. You know, Jonathan Jones has been playing week in and week out. So, yeah, as, as far as depth goes, it makes sense. I just don't know if it makes sense for the Bears. But that was one of the names that was leaked on 98 Father Sports Hub this week. I'd love to have that guy on my team. I just don't know the way things are set up for the future. I don't know that it makes sense. But like, the other thing we have to take into account, Joe, is where's the job security for certain general managers? Ryan Pace has one more year left on his contract. Many believe this was going to be it. What if he uh, made another mistake at the quarterback position? We'll see how Nick Foles works out. They have a 5-1 and one record. It looks great. But as far as his play, a lot to be desired here. So desperate GMs do crazy things. And maybe they believe, okay, we're going to have the lockdown number one defense. We can't score a ton of points, but nobody's going to score on us. Let's add Gilmore. Yeah, Patriots need a tight end, too, and you guys have, like, 15 of them. No so, good. Uh, no good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Is Cole Komet, can he play? I mean, I don't know. So we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. I mean, it's just, yeah, the Patriots need help. They're bad, man. It's, it's oh, my God. Can you believe it? We're actually, we actually have a season where it's like, are the Patriots going to make the playoffs? I haven't felt like this in 20 years. Did you flip already? Because you're looking at your team and you're two and three on the year. Uh, Denver comes rolling into town. They beat you without scoring a touchdown in the game. Like, are you at a point, okay, you know what? If we don't make the playoffs, higher draft pick because they're not going anywhere in the AFC. I'd be okay with that. So my take is I'm, I'm bored of the offense. I don't like the Cam Newton offense. Even with Brian Hoyer, even though he made so many mistakes, I liked what they were doing. They were throwing the football around. Here it's Cam Newton, counter right, Rex Burkhead. It's boring. It is boring as hell. To be honest with you, though, the Patriots could hypothetically be 5-0. If Cam Newton plays that game against the Chiefs, they could win. They lost on the goal line on Sunday night football to the Seahawks. So they're two and three, and they should have beaten the Broncos. That's like a, that's like one of the worst losses in, in the tenure here in twenty years. I know they had the Dolphins a couple of, last year was a bad one, but oh my god, he didn't give up a touchdown. And in back to back weeks, they've scored eighteen points or less. We haven't seen that. No, so they, I don't know since like nineteen ninety nine. So, and then hey, they got the 49ers this week welcoming in Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's it's oh. a New England. Yeah, and don't get fooled. Garoppolo was still terrible, even though they beat the Rams on Sunday night football. Joe, why don't we start there? Of course, we'll go back and forth with our best bets. 
but uh, I don't know if this is your best play, but I know you've got something on San Francisco, New England, Patriots favored by two at home, total of 43 and a half. So here's the deal, dude. I can't believe the Patriots are favored in this one. Um, I, I can't believe it. Now, the Patriots couldn't stop the run last week. They gave up a whole, over 100 yards on the ground a week ago. Garoppolo, to me, can still move in the pocket. Now, I think their offensive line's good. Raheem Mostert's probably going to be a huge loss for them. But I think that gives you know more outlets for Jimmy Garoppolo in the passing game. I think their four wide receiver set's really good. But again, you're going up against a pretty good secondary in the Patriots. Um, you know who's going to cover Kittle? Is it Gilmore? Are they going to put Joe on? You know Joe on Williams, a uh, second year defensive back on him. Patriots linebackers are not good in coverage. I do have this thing about Super Bowl hangover teams not playing well, but the way that the 49ers are playing right right now, they're way better than the Patriots. Cam Newton's been bad. He hasn't been accurate whatsoever. The line screams to take the Patriots. I just, I'm going to fade the pads this week. Dude, they can't get off the ball. Julian Edelman's doing nothing. Nikhil Harry's been a bust. They don't have a tight end to throw to. The running game's been bad. So the way I look at it, I don't see things improving against a good 49ers. You can say what you want, but I still think they're a quality football team, even though they haven't played well. It's strange to look at the Patriots. They've lost three of four. It's hard to say I'm not going to back Bill Belichick as a short home favorite inside of a field goal. But I don't know how you have any confidence there. And you say you're bored with the offense. You're right. No explosion there. And even when they have been scoring touchdowns in the last couple of games, it's been garbage time, right? Yeah. They, uh, they, threw, up, they threw one in to kill Harry in the back of the end zone versus the Chiefs. Uh, it ha- dude, it hasn't been great. The offense has been bad. It's the worst, worst offense I've seen since before Brady, Drew Bledsoe. I mean, it's going back, going back a long way. But yeah, maybe maybe there's something with the defense this week that they know how to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. Right now, I'm leaning the 49ers, but everyone in town thinks they're going to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not falling for it, man. I think the I think the Pats are looking at two and four in the face. Okay, a lean there on, on the team that you cover every single day. Uh, Joe Murray of 98.5 The Sports Hub is leaning towards the San Francisco 49ers. How about a game I, I know both of us have a play here, and it's the game of the week. We've got 5-0 and Pittsburgh, 5-0 and Tennessee. Uh, Steelers going to have a rough stretch in their schedule, three straight road games. This is the first one. But you can make the case that Pittsburgh is the most balanced team in the NFL between their strong defense and uh, – the offense so far. Now we got the Titans also undefeated. A lot of overs coming in. Overs four and one with the uh, Titans there. The line is Tennessee minus one, and the total is fifty and a half. Man, is Tennessee putting up points? A lot of people weren't expecting this to happen again, but it's happening. Over the last four games, they're averaging thirty-seven points per game. I'm just looking at this spot, Joe, and I'm like, okay. We're going to find out if Tennessee's for real. They're scoring all these points. Yeah, nice against Houston, Buffalo, Minnesota, and Jacksonville, four of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, can't wait to see the Steelers' run D going up against Derrick Henry. Going to be a fun game to watch. I love the Steelers, and I'm going to take them to win this game outright. I get the Steelers as well going on the road. Now, here, here my going into the season, I actually had the Steelers winning about 12 games this year. They had the second easiest schedule in all football behind the Ravens. The only thing that concerns me about this game is a look ahead. You mentioned the road, three road, straight road games. Next week's the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a look ahead factor here, but I think they need this one if they do lose next week. And then they have Dallas and the Bengals and the Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? And then another shot at the Ravens, then Washington. So it's like they need this one. Um, and listen, I, I think the running game has been very good. The King Cat, right? The King Cat's what they're calling it now with a wild cat there. Uh, for Tennessee, I had Tennessee last week. I watched them potch two uh, field goals, fumble on the goal line. Like, you know, they're a very well coached team. That's what I'll give them. Mike Vrabel, right now, you could argue could be one of the better coaches in all football right now. Um, but for me, I think this is a, a Ben Roethlisberger running game. He's got his wide receivers going. I don't know if there's an answer for Claypool right now, uh, the way he's playing. But a short number on the road, give me the team that's playing better. To me, the team that's playing better is the Steelers. How often are you getting calls at the sports hub uh, from Patriots fans saying, when Belichick's done, I want Vrabel here? We get it often. Uh, now, we this week, dude, I'm telling you, Bill Belichick, had, a, I think, had some senior moments last week. He didn't challenge on a, 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 a possible first down play. He didn't throw a challenge flag. They were going slow in a two-minute drill. There were just some bad, bad calls. And people thought that it was one of the worst games he's coached. And I think the COVID stuff really got into the Patriots' heads. They had to miss a game. They, had, they didn't like the travel. 
it was bad, man. And people are now starting to think that maybe he's a little over the hill or getting over the hill. You'll see it. Boston Globe, Ben Volan article. You'll see it this week. Mike Vrabel has now surpassed Bill Belichick as the best coach. Mm. We talk about that week constantly. Who's the best coach of the Belichick coaching tree? I mean, you really can't put Vrabel in it. He never really coached under, uh, was a part of it. You know, he's a player. So, yeah, I would love Mike Vrabel to be the next Patriots <laughs> coach. I mean, who wouldn't at this point? But, yeah, we get a lot of calls. And I don't know. I Actually, to be honest with you, I think the next coach of the Patriots will be Steven Belichick, his son. Wow. Sunday night football. Oh, wait. Not anymore. Just kidding. NFL was worried that the Bucks and Raiders uh, wouldn't be ready for Sunday night. Like, okay, we better put another game into this spot. We'll get to the new Sunday night football game coming up in a minute. Uh, but we've got Tampa Bay and Vegas. It was taken off the board at the time that we're recording this because we don't know what's happening with the Raiders' offensive line. Is it going to be a bunch of backups? Is it going to look like the Eagles' offensive line? Not really sure, but you've got the Bucks coming off their big win, Raiders off the bye. The last time we saw them on the field, they upset the Chiefs. Uh, do you have anything here? Yeah, Bucks, whatever the number. I started at two and a half. I think it was four and a half at some places. It's off the board now. I don't know what you see that. Uh, but this is Bucks all day for me. I've watched a ton of Raiders games. Um, I watched the Patriots play the Raiders. They take Waller out of the mix. You don't let and Ruggs didn't play in that game, but you take him over the top, you cut him out of the game, and you run, run, run on the Raiders. They have a really good upfront defensive line. And if you wear them down, they have no pass rush and you can throw all over the football field. Watch it this year with Cam Newton. Tom Brady's gonna do the same thing. The other thing here is the Buccaneers had no uh sacks, penalties, any of that last week. The Raiders are a walking penalty. That's all they do. Penalties, penalties, penalties. Not to mention half their offensive line right now or most of their offensive lines in COVID protocol. That's going to be in their head this week after a big win last week with the Bucs getting Rob Gronkowski back in the mix. I see the Bucs going on the road, Tom Brady going to Vegas and winning this one easily. I like the Bucs. My first thought on this game, Joe, was, oh, this could be a nice spot for the Raiders, prime time. Let's see what happens. Then we get this news about the offensive line. Then it, then you start digging into the game, and you're right about that Raiders defense, man. If you look at defensive yards per play, they're 28th. DVOA on defense, according to Football Outsiders, second worst. Can't stop the run. Like you said, just keep uh, handing the rock off. You're right. This this is the Bucks. Is there a specific number when it's reposted everywhere or we get some news, if people don't get in on this right away, is there a number where you're like, okay, I'm out, like it's too high? Is, that, is it six? Five and a half for me. I hate the number five. Look at the Eagles game, right? Thursday night football, five. They lose. They win, but they don't cover. I hate the number five. I, I, I'm a blackjack guy. When I get 12, I'm pissed, right? It's like, it's like one of those numbers. Five and a half for me, I am out. I, just, I will tell you this. Do I think they win this game by six points or more? I do. But if I see five and a half, ugh, I just don't like it. So you know, there's always the backdoor uh, possibility in these situations. Hate the number five when it comes to betting. Always. I always try to fade it, buy up, buy a point, you name it. I just, especially six and a half, I always buy the hook in case there's overtime. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Joe Murray from 98.5, The Sports Hub in Boston. All right, how about the new Sunday night football game? We've got Seattle against Arizona. Seahawks, the only undefeated team in the NFC. Arizona, a short week. They have a record of 4-2 and two on the year. The unders just keep hitting for this Cardinals team. People think about this offense like, oh, that high-powered offense, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury. Unders are 6-0 and oh this season. The line is... Come down a little bit. I'm guessing it was uh, chatter about Jamal Adams and with Hopkins there. I, I don't know. He hasn't been practicing much this week. But this is down to three. It was three and a half uh, throughout most of the week. Russell Wilson, it feels like you're getting him on a cheap price. Problem is, that defense for Seattle can't stop anyone. They're allowing, on average, 377 passing yards per game. Joe, the Cowboys just gave that game away from the beginning with the two fumbles with Zeke Elliott. Uh, you look at the final score, you, you think the Cardinals dominated in all facets. They really didn't. It's not like Kyler Murray was great on Monday. I like Seattle minus three. So you mentioned the total there, right? Uh, yep. Not one game has gone over in the Cardinals. And Seattle's been pretty good against the over. I know they had the bye week. Uh, one of the games went under there. But the more I look at this one, I go back to last year in December. Arizona won 27-13. It was somewhat of a shocker. It was like the coming out party 
um, for Kyler Murray. And I just feel like that defense is going to struggle containing him. So, so yeah, Seattle at minus three is probably an easy number. Coming off a bye week, I'm be- I, I wonder what PK is probably something I should look up, Pete Carroll's record on a bye week. I go back to last year, man. The last meeting, Arizona owned them. Now, I know the Seattle team's different. And I, you know, I've had a hard time trying to figure out Arizona in general, right? They, you know, they play the Panthers. They don't win. You know, they come back the next week. They, they beat the, you know, they just beat the Cowboys without really doing much whatsoever. Buda Baker has really stood out as a really the guy. You can put the guy everywhere on the football field. The loss of Chandler Jones hasn't really hurt them yet. Not yet. I don't know. I just look at a home dog situation here at three and a half. This is an early lean, but I go back to last year. Arizona took care of business and. I just think they're a tough matchup for Seattle. Uh, for player props or fantasy football, we'll see what happens with Hopkins if he's going to be out there. And he didn't have a big game on Monday, so uh, he's obviously dealing with something. Uh, Christian Kirk had a really nice game. And going Finally. up against a Seattle secondary, he might blow up. Yeah, and you know they, they were throwing to Larry Fitzgerald a lot more. Uh, Murray and, and um, Hopkins aren't on the same page right now. There was a couple right. of short passes uh, that, I, that I saw early on there. And you mentioned, you know, could Jamal Adams, but I'm not a big Jamal Adams guy personally. I watched him with the Jets. I watched Julian Edelman burn him in week two against Seattle. So I don't know. You look at the speed that, that the uh, Arizona has, even if he plays, I don't think he's really going to be good in coverage whatsoever. So, and Kenyon Drake's gotten going, right? Yep. So I, I, right now, I lean three and a half for the home dog. Okay. Good deal. So uh, we're on opposite sides with Seattle and Arizona. I noticed you didn't give any totals. I didn't give any totals. We've had these wild swings. So in the first few weeks of the season, all overs, no penalties. You can't bet an under in this league. And now it's completely flipped. Oh, big surprise, right? The market catches up. They inflate totals and all these unders have been coming in recently. Are you out on totals? Do you normally even look to them? Uh, What's your thought process there? I do. I'm still trying to figure out who's playing defense and who's not, right? Um, I, I thought for sure the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game would go over last week. Um, I'm kind of looking at the Seattle-Arizona game that we were just talking about. Six times it's gone under. Last year what, it was a 40-point. Yeah, so, you know, could that be another under there considering the way that Seattle's played this year with a lot of high-scoring games and the total being inflated? So, the only games I'm that I really look at, um, and there was I'm trying to think. Oh, last week I had the Browns and Pittsburgh over, and it stayed under in that one. So I just look for bad teams, bad teams who can't play defense and is it worth an over? For example, I'll just give you the Patriots in in San Francisco. Total right now is 44. I just feel like the Patriots' offense will be better than they were a week ago. 44 seems like a low number to me, uh, and I I think recency is one thing to look at, and then. You know, where's the line going? Well, in that Patriots-San Francisco game, it opened at 46. It's down to 44. You know, so people think, you know, the money's coming in on the under on that one. The lower it goes, the more I want to take the over in that case. And, I mean, it's different. You know, we look at NFL and college. I think there are some teams who can play defense in the NFL. In college, I think the under is the sucker bet big time in college football. It feels like there's a lot of recency bias. Unders go 10-4 and four last week in the NFL. And two weeks ago, you couldn't find a total in the mid to lower 40s. And we saw it on Thursday, and it still went under mid-40s. Uh, Monday Night Football, Bears, Rams, that's around the mid-40s. We're seeing it start to creep down because people are seeing the unders hit. And now it might be time to flip again and start betting on some of these overs. Joe Ostrowski with Joe Murray, 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. And Joe... Uh, for those that are not aware of some of your work, and you can follow Joe on Twitter, at Joey Murr, you are a very successful college football better. I don't know if that's where your bread is buttered, uh, if you would go that far, but uh, what plays are you looking at as far as today's college football card goes? So to answer it, I, this year in particular, I think it's been very difficult to, to cap games, right? All these people who think they're handicappers, like I'm a little different. I'm kind of like, ah, I look at the number, I look at the teams, how they're playing, and then just what does it, the, you know, I'm more of a pick it and stick it kind of guy. I don't come up with models or, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, there are something like, like let's just talk about Syracuse Clemson for a second. Mm-hmm. We know that Syracuse has been a pain in Clemson's butt for a couple of years, but they destroyed them last year. The line's 46. Like, I just look at that line and I say, is that too many? Um, 
that's just to me. Is that too many? I, and sometimes you don't want, you don't know with that Clemson team, right? I mean, they put up 50 points in the first half last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the more I look around here, it's like, you know, a couple of the games, uh, you know, that I'm looking at just, just early on Oklahoma TCU. I mentioned totals. Oklahoma can't play defense. TCU is probably not going to stop Oklahoma. The line opened at 64. It's now down to 59. We know TCU has always played Oklahoma tough. Last year, I think it was 28-24 was the final. But I see this game going over. I see a lot of points in this game. Oklahoma coming off the, the you know the Red River shootout or whatever. Like I just feel like they're going to put up points this week. I think, feel like TCU is going to score. It's just it's going to be a back and forth, down to the wire type game. I lean the over. But again, it's our started at 64. We're down to 59. So I, I just think Oklahoma is now going to start ramping up after that big win against Texas. Yeah, and they, they got a little bit of rest there. A- any other games that interest you? I know you had something with Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Uh, Oklahoma State, I feel like, is so overrated. We don't know if Sanders is going to play. Iowa State right now is a chance to go 4-0 and in the, in, the, in the Big 12. They played a tougher schedule. Oklahoma State, I know, is ranked six in the country. They're at home. I like Iowa State plus the three and a half and win outright. Upset Oklahoma State this week. Purdy, I love what Iowa State is doing at the moment right now. But this is a chance for them to be 4-0 for the first time in the Big 12 in, in, in years here. They're 2-2 two and two against the spread. Obviously, they're 3-1 overall this year. They've had that one bad loss. But I think they're ready to get going. Why is Oklahoma State only 3 and a half? Uh, so the way I look at this one, I like Iowa State to win outright at Oklahoma State. I don't mind that one at all. So uh, Joe Murray, he's on Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Arizona in the NFL. In college, Oklahoma over, Iowa State to win outright, and that covers it? Pretty much, yeah. And, okay, you know, I, and just one more. I don't know how you feel about this one. I feel Go like i got to talk this one out. <laughs> Mich- Michigan, Minnesota, right? Yeah. Just what is Michigan this year? Can you even depend on them against the top 25 team? And Minnesota, like, you know, bringing back, you know, their team, great coach. Like, who's the quarterback of Michigan right now? Do you have any insight on this game at all? Listen, man, I, I would tread lightly when it comes to Big Ten action this week. Earlier, we're hearing on the Minnesota side, they might be missing multiple players with COVID. That's what you, you've got to pay close attention to this year. Like, what what's going on? What are the rumors that we're hearing? Because it's limited information that we're going to get in college football. And sometimes you just see these markets make these wild swings and then, Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Now, and now it's public. Now this team's dealing with that. They're going to miss like eight starters. That that's part of 2020. My initial thought is every off season, the Wolverines get hyped and hyped and hyped and they never live up to expectations. And right mm-hmm. now going into the, this year, it's the Buckeyes on an Island and then it's everybody else. Is there any competition for Ohio State at the conference? The answer is probably not. Like, we could talk about Wisconsin and their new quarterback. We could talk about this or that. But it really seems like just a lot of hope. I'm wondering yeah. if Michigan, without the high expectations, finally comes through and they start to su- surprise some people. And then everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. And then they're going to start losing. Yesterday, people were throwing the name Joe Milton at me. So now I feel like I got to go watch tape on Joe Milton of Michigan now. You don't have people, to. People are saying he's better than Shea Patterson. I don't know if you know much, but, uh, you know, let's say he's better than Shea Patterson. So if they just got a good Shea Patterson last year, they would have been a decent team. They told me Shea Patterson was going to win the Heisman too. Like, <laughs> we go through this all the time. Like, oh, it's bad first year. His second year, now he's going to win. He's going to come through. Like, no, it just, it just hasn't happened. It, we're, we're just going to get to the point where, okay, okay, Jim, we're out. We're out, man. We're good. Hopefully soon. Maybe we're Michigan fans. I don't really give a damn. Uh, Joe Murray, 98.5, the sports hub on Twitter at Joey Murr. Joe, enjoy the conversation. Best of luck this weekend in uh, today with college football and tomorrow with the NFL. You got it, Joe. Thanks for having me, bud. Joe Murray, let's hit on Bears Rams next. We'll get you four best bets from a pro better. And the Bear, Chris Felica from Game Day, will drop by with his college picks for today. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hope you're enjoying your start to the weekend early odds with joe ostrowski 670 the score we're gonna have to wait a couple more days until the bears are back in action but as far as bears rams goes that look-ahead line before the Week 6 games was Rams minus 7. Rams were favored by a touchdown. Bears still had a pretty strong record. It was down to 5.5 most of the week. Now it sits 6 with a total of 45 for this Monday night matchup. One of my concerns is it is not a great spot for the Bears. Back-to-back road games. Going to cap that off with L.A. on Monday. And on the L.A. side, they just lost the divisional game on national TV against San Francisco last past Sunday night. A lot of questions will be answered about this Bears squad. You could argue that they're going to face four top ten teams in their next five games. However, the same could be said about the Rams sitting here at 4-2 and two, and every single win against one of those pathetic NFC East squads. The stats really line up for L.A. offensively. And defensively. Again, though, you got to look at the strength of schedule or lack thereof. I have a lean on the Bears plus six, and that this is just way too many points here against a defense that should keep you in the game. And they're probably live with Nick Foles at the end. We know when he tends to show up. But I'll share my official play or plays on this game on the side, total. And when all the props are out on Monday on the Lawrence Holmes Show at 1 o'clock. So Monday, 1 o'clock, make sure you're there. We'll have all the information that we need, final injury reports, all that stuff, and we'll really break it down with Lawrence. Simon Hunter is a pro better who made his Bet Sweats debut last week. 
That's my sports betting weekday podcast on radio.com. Subscribe to the podcast. You want a perfect 4-0. Tough to do in the NFL. So we had to invite him back, and we did just that yesterday. Is myself and Sarah Perlman and Simon Hunter shared his four favorite plays for Week 7. So one that really jumps off the board is a classic snow game that we're expecting this weekend with the Chief and the Broncos. And I think when people think about snow games, they think of sloppy, slow pace, back and forth, really low scoring games where I feel like I've found a lot of value, especially with good offenses and snow games, because the offense knows exactly where they're running to. They have the, the advantage of they know what spot they need to get to, and they need, they know how they need to run the snow to get to that spot. Where the defender, they're stopping, they're going, they're trying to keep up with these receivers, these running backs. And on Denver's side, I like their receivers. Even though Locke didn't play great last week, they still were in just a really competitive game. And in a divisional game like this, I don't think the Chiefs are going to come in to lay an egg. I think they're going to take this game serious. So the total right now is at 45.5. I got this at 49.5. So I think you're getting four to five points of value here. I think it's a great play, taking the Chiefs in the snow. I, I do like that, Simon. Um, I heard a game you're on is the Washington-Dallas game, a thriller in the NFC East, and I'm hearing you went 4-0 last week. So I need some convincing on why you're taking Washington, playing the point against the Cowboys. Uh, I'm mainly taking them just because I want to see how much uh, Joe's fans here believe in me because this is not a game anyone's going to watch. <laughs> So this is one of those you're truly going to bet. You're not even going to watch it. But from everyone's position, just take all the numbers away. We're looking at a team here in the Cowboys that you got players coming out against coaches and coaches defending themselves this week and players talking about coming out against coaches. So you already have a team that's not focused on the task at hand. And the way their offensive line played against the banged-up Cardinals D-line, it's giving me even more confidence with Washington's front four is just going to dominate this game. And I see this being a low ball control, come down to the fourth quarter kind of game. But I got I, I this at minus three for Washington. So I think I'm still getting good value here at a pick minus one on uh, Washington. So I, I like this game a lot. I feel, uh, Simon, like it, this is one of those games, and I was talking it on the radio a lot here in Chicago because they're sitting 5-1, and one, and it's not like the fan base is going wild, which is kind of strange for me. They see the issues with this Bears team, and we'll get to the Bears game in a minute, but uh, can you talk a little bit about just the adjustment that we have to make as sports bettors? Once we have a sample size of four games and now six games for a lot of teams, like in some situations, you have to forget the expectations that you had for certain teams and what your priors were and, and just drop it. Cause if you keep betting the Cowboys, you have uh, six losses on your hand right now. Right. And that's honestly a reason I don't fault people for taking the Cowboys. Cause in their mind, they're just saying they're due and against an ATS record, they think they're due. But the way I adjust at this point is I, I kind of take certain games, just, just throw them out. Like that green Bay, Tampa Bay game, you don't throw it out completely. But you just put it at one of those games that, yeah, they played a great defense, Green Bay, and they didn't show up. But it was one of those who just snowballed on Green Bay. And we know Green Bay is not that bad of a team. Where before you get in, you can start trusting the data here, but there are some teams where you can't trust it at all. Where look at who they played. If they played five games against bad teams and one, one good team, of course their defensive and offensive numbers will be skewed high. So you still need to look through the teams they played and put the data against it. You can't just go blindly off. Like I know people like DVOA and things like that. You just can't yeah. use that yet and just plug it in blindly. Simon, you talked about totals, and we're talking about Joe Chicago's Chicago Bears here. The unders normally the play. They don't put up a ton of points. They're playing the Rams. The line opened the total rather at 47. It's come down in a lot of places. I'm looking now. There's a 44 and a half. Where do you go on this game? Where do you lean? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fade the Sharps here. I'm, I'm going with the over in this Rams game. I think that I got this modeled out at 27-20 with the Rams. So I think the Rams should be minus seven. So I do like their side, but I feel safer here taking the over where I can see it maybe come out a little slow, but on that turf field, the weapons the Rams have, and just the fact that Nick Foles is getting more comfortable with his own weapons and they didn't play great last week, I, I could see this being a fast-paced, high-scoring game where I love the Bears' defense, but I think the Rams are going to be able to take away what the Bears do so good and just get the ball out quick to these speedy receivers and – 
I get people are going to get worried here because it's a primetime game, and the unders, usually when the Sharps came on primetime games, the unders do come through for them. But I think mm-hmm. you're getting a good number here where it's gone down too low now. And I think as long as it stays below 47, I'm happy to take this Rams game over. Okay. So we're, we're talking uh, early in the day on Friday. As you mentioned, it's sitting at 44.5, sharp money in. Public hasn't weighed in. Public's going to bet on the college games on Saturday and all of Sunday before they probably bet on this Bears-Rams game. Uh, is this the low point, or will it start to uh, creep up when much of the public starts to bet? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm playing it now, because I think once the public comes in, they start tying into their teasers and their parlays. Because people like mm-hmm. to have the option of hedging out on the Monday night. So... Most people are going to just throw this in on the back end of their bets. So, right, I, I like playing this now and not waiting on the line. Simon, what's one of your uh, other favorite bets for this weekend? We're going to keep the trend going here of me picking ugly teams. And uh, <laughs> a, a lot of people aren't going to like it, especially after watching last week. But on this show, I, I told them I just love Pittsburgh. It was a bad spot for the Browns. And I, I didn't come on here saying it was going to be a little win for the Pittsburgh. I said it was going to be a blowout. So that really, I really was confident last week in Pittsburgh. And now this week, this is just a perfect spot for the Browns just to get right against the Cincinnati team that they have a little bit of turmoil going on inside the club. They have players that want to get traded because they're not getting enough playing time and their own little drama going on. And what we've seen from the Bengals is they're they're a team that can play well at times, but then things can go against them and they don't really handle diversity well. And I think they're getting a lot of adversity right now where – the Browns team, they need this win bad. And especially after last week, they're looking for a team to take, a, take that bad taste out of their mouth. So I think it was just a bad spot for the Bengals here. I think the, the Browns, I, I like them covering this three and a half easily. I got this up to seven for the Browns. Pro better Simon Hunter on Bet Sweats. Check out the podcast, radio.com. Subscribe. On the college football front, the Bear, Chris Felica from Game Day. You've seen him a bunch of times. He gave his outlook on the Big Ten Conference and his top play of the day with myself and Sarah Perlman on BetSweats. I almost think that the, the, the Big Ten kind of has a talent gap, like with Ohio State at the top uh, between everybody else and whereas Clemson at the top of the ACC. I think the gap between those two teams and, and the rest of the league are kind of similar. But I, I, I'm curious to see how, how it plays out. Uh, especially for the, uh, uh, the the Big Ten West. I think everybody kind of assumes that Wisconsin is the team to to beat in the West, but I, I think obviously they expect big things from Mertz, but uh, we, we just don't know for sure. And, and, and can Wisconsin be challenged? Can Minnesota put together another uh, successful season like they did last year? Uh, Iowa always seems to, to be in the mix and uh, can compete. So I, th- I think who that challenger in the Big Ten championship game is, uh, probably Ohio State is one story. And then what happens? Can Michigan or Penn State compete with Ohio State? The game for this weekend, for example, like the Michigan-Minnesota game. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh have struggled against top-ten teams. That storyline has been well played out, 2-12 and 12 against top-ten teams. But, but the game that he has against Minnesota, these teams, these games – Against like those eleven through twenty-five teams, those are the teams that Michigan typically beats. They're eight and two against those teams. So like, I would be surprised to see this game be a blowout one way or another. But if Michigan were to lose to a team like Minnesota, like they normally beat, that would be a, a trouble sign. And I, and I think I think in terms of a game this weekend, the, the, the Rutgers Michigan State game I think is an interesting game. But the, but the Penn State Indiana game is interesting as well because I think. I think Penn State has a couple of issues. Uh, if you look at Michael Parsons, I think that's the biggest impact or one of the biggest impact opt-outs of the year. You lose Journey Brown uh, running back. Uh, that's a massive loss. Tasha Hamler leaves for, for, for the draft. So you have a, a loss at wide receiver. They're young in a lot of spots. And I think the new offensive coordinator, uh, Kurt Schrocka, has a lot of uh, answers that he's going to need, uh, questions that he's going to need answers to early in this i'm not as high and bullish on penn state as i once was just because of the doubt that that i have about the youth of penn state right now especially early in the year chris you definitely talked about ohio state being the clear favorite in the big 10 there but if you were to put a flyer and maybe you won't on another team uh, to take away the title wisconsin six to one you talked about penn state they're plus 550 is there any maybe longer shot future you'd place to win the big 10 
Um, I think Ohio State laying that big number is, is the best way to go. Uh, if you're looking for a team to, to maybe have a better season and, and, and maybe shock uh, the, 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 the world, uh, Purdue, I think, has an opportunity to be a lot better uh, than a lot of people think. I, I think they had so many injuries last year. Uh, but you get Bell back, you get Rondell Moore back. Uh, they've had a lot of close game misfortune and, and, and a lot of close game unluck, lack of luck, for, for lack of a, uh, a better phrase. But, but even with uh, Jeff Brown's sideline this weekend because of the his COVID positive in, in, in the virus, I think Purdue is a team that potentially could maybe speak up some, on some people in the West and, and, may, and maybe even wind up reaching the Big Ten Championship game. I mean, the one Big Ten game that really strikes it, uh, stands out to me this week is the Rutgers-Michigan State game. Uh, I think Rutgers is going to be improved to an extent that Arkansas is uh, in the SEC. Like I, I thought Arkansas was a dead-under team early in, uh, in the year, like, how are they going to win a game? But in, in the look, but they had a new coaching staff. They got an impact transfer at quarterback that helped, uh, and they look like a competitive team. You, you look at Rutgers; a lot of similarities there. You've got a new a new head coach in Greg Schiano, who's been there before and knows what it takes to, to win there. Uh, you know their defense. Their defense actually played to well at times last year uh, until it was just obvious their offense wasn't going to score. You've got a transfer in Dedrill at quarterback. Who, who, who can come in and, and do well. You've got Krikshank, the transfer from Wisconsin, at wide receiver. You've got a bunch of other uh, impact transfers from Power 5 and FBS schools, too. Like, and, and I'm not sure Michigan State, talent-wise, is that much better uh, than Rutgers. I, I think they have a ton of issues. They have not recruited well uh, in East Lansing in recent years. I don't know if that was Dino. Uh, just kind of punking on recruiting lately or just swings and misses or whatever, but uh, I think Rutgers plus 13 and a half is one of the better bets this weekend. Bear Rutgers. Make sure you wrote that one down. Jim Miller says hello with his horse racing selections for this week. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Back here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. And every Saturday, we get pony picks from Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. And Jim, last week on the show, uh, we were talking about the points bet feature, name a bet, and how anybody, if you're looking for odds on something, submit a bet. And they'll get you odds. Well, I experienced that earlier this week because on my show, Bet Sweats, we were talking about that terrible Eagles Giants Thursday night game. And we're <laughs> like, hey, we, we can't find Jalen Hurts props anywhere. So I did that. And they gave us odds on three different Hurts props, even though he was barely used in the game. And uh, when he was out there, the offense was terrible. But uh, it's really cool. If you're looking for odds on something, points bet will provide them. And you can find just about anything that you want out there, Joe, for the name of bet. And that's the cool thing about it because you go right to the points bet Twitter page. You tweet them with hashtag name a bet and put whatever you want. It can be across from a couple of games. Like you mentioned, it can be somebody that doesn't have props listed, somebody that may come in late based on an injury. And in, in the world of COVID right now, it could be that some receiver that just came off the, off the practice squad. If you ask for it, they're going to put it up there. So that is the cool thing. Go to Twitter. Tweet them out at the points bet page, put the hashtag name a bet, and they will price it for you. So it is really cool. You can get odds on basically anything through points bet. With Bears Rams on Monday night, I don't think we'll be looking for much to bet on because, as you know, there's so many more offerings for those Monday and Sunday night games. Yeah, and there are so many offerings, and that's the thing about it is you have to kind of find where your value is going to be. The way I was looking at the game, Joe, I like that there is going to be a defensive score, and we were talking about that, what it could be priced out at, and I think we saw a plus 295, but you look, the Bears have had a couple interception returns called back. You got Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. The opportunity for it just seems ripe to happen, so the value looks to be good. And when this is the only game in town that you're watching on Monday night, it, it gives you something for a chance to cheer for every single play. Are you starting to uh, notice some regulars over at Hawthorne dropping by the sports book to sit there all day on Sunday? 
We are. And, and the cool thing about it with Sunday is it's perfect because they're coming out late morning, about 11 o'clock. They get all their wagers together for their noon games, watch and wager on the noon games. And then what's happening is a lot of these players are sticking around because we have a three o'clock post time for live horse racing. So then they're incorporating anything they did with their early games over to horse racing, over to the three o'clock games. And it really is kind of made for an all day afternoon thing for somebody to come out with a group of friends, just kind of take it easy, enjoy things low key, have the easy access of wagering here on site at Hawthorne through the points bet sportsbook. So it's worked really well. It's picking up and you have guys that are now making this a regular weekend thing. How's the prep going for the Breeders' Cup? It's crazy to think we just got done with the Triple Crown, Joe, and the Breeders' Cup is just around the corner. We're only a few weeks away. It takes place November 6th and 7th. You're going to have all the best horses in the world coming together for the Breeders' Cup, and it looks like you're going to have quality races from top to bottom, and that's what you want. And the best thing about Breeders' Cup, you get graded stake winners that are 10, 15, 20 to 1 because you have so many of them in the same race. The Breeders' Cup is going to be awesome this year. And again, you can get reservations now at Hawthorne Racecourse. Just contact us here. Check out the Points Bet Sportsbook. It's a perfect setup. Jim, anything you like today? You know what? Three horses to look to today real quick. Go to Belmont Park, race nine with the nine-horse timely tradition. Bet that horse across the board. Followed up with Santa Anita, race eight, the one-horse JoJo Air. And then come right here to Hawthorne, race six, the nine, and he's loose. All horses should provide some value. Build you up for an NFL weekend. Our buddy Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse. Go visit him out there and check out the PointsBet Sportsbook. Thanks, Jim. Talk next Saturday. Thanks, Joe. Have a good weekend. And if you have a sports betting fix during the week, subscribe to the Bet Sweats podcast. It's my daily sports betting podcast. Airs live 9 to 11 a.m. on the free radio.com app. But also make sure you're subscribed to the podcast just in case you miss anything. Thanks to Joe Murray, Simon Hunter, Chris Felica, and Jim right there for coming on Early Odds this week. Inside the Clubhouse is next right here on 670 The Score. Enjoy the Big Ten action. Red Zone tomorrow. Bears on Monday. Best of luck, everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.